This episode of Tales from a Gemini, my guest is Maura Zinn. And when you hear this woman talk, you're going to be captivated. She tells great stories. She's the founder of Power Trip Industries. She's everything, man. If she decided to run for uh, public office, trust me, she would win. And you know there's no bullshit there. She's just honest. She's fun. She's all about empowering women in the motorsports industry. And the story she's tell will leave you like, are you serious? But she does it all with humor. You're going to love this one. This is a fun one. Another fun one. So more is in. Check it out. Listen. Leave a comment. See what I mean already, Wyatt? You see what I mean already? <laughs> I'm loving this already. Here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And it's kind of ironic that uh, the opening song is from a group from El Paso, Texas. And my guest is from Austin, Texas. And let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm at MotoGP. And I'm at MotoGP, I call it the greatest weekend of my life. You get to see all the, uh, your motorcycle geek friends from Instagram, from social media. You meet up. So it's me and Lonzo Bowden, and we're at this place, and it's great. All the motorcycle people are there. We go upstairs, and he says, here's my friend. And I meet this woman, and she just, from the moment she started talking, I was like, I was all ears. And I mean, I was like, I hope I'm not going, oh, I hope I'm not looking like, oh. but she was so, she captivated the room. How she talked, she commanded the presence without being, you know, annoying or whatever. It was just her, per I mean, just her as a person. And I, and when you talked, I literally, when you, you talked, I go, I got to have her on my show because I just loved everything about you. You, you were kind, you were passionate, you were, you, you know, you had a stance, but it wasn't an annoying stance. You go, I got to get the hell out of here. It was everything. You were like a burrito of awesomeness is what it was. And I was like, I can't wait to have a bite and, and find out what the rest of this woman is about. And so my guest is Maura Zinn on Tales from a Gemini. How are you, Maura? Uh, I'm doing spectacular. You, I really I, am. You seem I mean, like one of those people who's always spectacular. A am I right? You seem like you always are. If you say you're not, then I'd be like, really? You know, uh... I've had bad days, but and then I've met people who've had actual bad days, and I've realized that my life, I, my life is charmed as I knock on something, right? Um, yes. I, I really appreciate what I have in my life, so life is good. I, I really think, and it's from the outside looking in, I'm like, she's living the life that, I mean, it's like the dream life, because you're into motorcycles, you ride motorcycles, you're independent, yeah. Yet, you have a husband that you love. You have beautiful yep. uh, daughters, and you you ride bikes. You travel yep. to other countries and ride bikes. You yep. you're a businesswoman. You're a feminist, and and you you yep. put yourself out there. And it's just I I mean I honestly <laughs> that's why I wanted to do this because I wanted everybody to see what I, I see. It. And I mean okay, that. I, I, I mean love that. that. So I love that, and I appreciate it. How did you grow up? I, I did you grow up in Texas? <laughs> no. Not at all. Would you um, it, in fact, uh, in about three weeks, it'll. I'll, I will have been in Texas for twenty years. So, um, I was born uh, in Joliet, Illinois, south of uh, Chicago, and then uh, in spent the prison Illinois. Town. You're born prison in the prison town. town. Um, my father worked for the power plant, so uh, 
My father is a nuclear engineer. I'm not entirely sure what his title was, but uh, a whole lot of nuclear business going on there. And then he, at some point, decided that our family needed to go back to the farm because he grew up on a farm in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, and uh, yes, okay. He is the eldest son. He has an older sister, but he's the eldest son of like, I don't know, 13 kids. So we went back to the farm. And that's where I grew up until a little bit later in life. We moved to the Minneapolis area. So, so Jolie, Illinois, the home of the Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood. So your dad worked in, yeah. he, he told you the nuclear, but he probably <laughs> was a, a worked for the government. That's what they say. So he, I mean. So, so he bought that home with him, basically. He bought some nuclear waste home with him. I mean. Maybe. That was maybe. back in the that's... day when you just like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> there were no regulations back in those days. You just, I mean, honey. it was very Homer Simpson. It just bounced in and, you know, brought it home. It's fine. It's fine. What's the worst like, that could happen? Yeah, what's wrong with my shoulder? I don't know what it is. Anyway, you know. <laughs> so, this is how we get superpowers. I mean, this is how it happens. You know? exactly. So what were the formative years for you? Like, what were the years that really shaped you, you Oof. being you? A little bit of everything. I mean, I think... What most shapes us is sometimes trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, my first vehicle that I learned how to drive was a tractor. Nice. And, I love and it. And I'm pretty sure back then, some people are glad we don't have photos because CPS <laughs> would have been involved. But as probably a two or three year old, I was put in the seat to hold it straight and they just put it in gear and away it went. And I think my cousins and I, we all took turns up there and, uh, but, uh, and then moved to suburbia, which, which was traumatizing enough. Right. So I was very used to open country and then it's a sea of rooftops <sighs> and, yeah. um, and lots of, like, I went from an elementary school or a private Catholic school of like a dozen kids in a three room, you know, class to, a thousand kids in my sixth grade and evolve or die. Right. So I think that's where I be. And I'm a middle child. I have an older and a younger sister. So, so you're, I'm the Jan the, Brady. you're the Jan Brady of the group. I, I am. And I'm, I'm the one that likes to pull the pin on the grenade, roll it in a room and just wait for it to happen. You know, <laughs> I can see that um, happening. I can see that with you. I can see that, you know, just, yeah. Out of your sisters, were you the one that caused the trouble the most, or oh, were you mischievous? Were you mischievous? All of it, yeah, definitely. Really? Um, my older sister is more studious and uh, did very exceptionally well in school. My younger sister is the one that got away with everything and flew. Just she's the nice one, you know. Like she got all the nice. <laughs> That's and she's very sweet and everybody loves her. I yeah. know better, yeah. but you know, <laughs> but but. But I'm the one who I either started it or I finished it or I got busted for it. What? Yeah, who was the toughest? that was me. Who was the toughest? Who was the toughest? <laughs> me. Was <it> <laughs> so was so my mom. Yeah. My mom had three yeah. sisters, and I always thought my aunt Rosetta was the toughest. And my grandpa said, "Nah." He goes, "Your mom was." He goes, "Your mom beat up these girls that were going to beat up your sister." And I was like, "Whoa!" So I had a different respect for my mom. So it's always, I always want to know who the toughest was. I can see yeah. that though. I can see that with you. I can see that with you. And, and, when, and so when did you? 
like, how did you get involved in the motorsports industry? Because you are the founder of Power Trip Industries. Yeah. So tell me what that's yeah. about. What, that, what does that do? What do they do? When I moved here to Texas, when I really asked, I mean, I rode motorcycles before we got being here in space, I really into motorcycles. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I think you have a bad connection right now. Is that her? Is that her, Wyatt? Yeah. Um, Probably. Yeah, it's something with your with your mic. It sounds like a <gasps> mic problem. Yeah, I think it's your mic. You're talking through your AirPods. Okay, maybe try now. Are you talking to AirPods? Yeah, because you too far. Yeah, it's it's still going in and out. Yeah, it's going in and out. It's going in and out. I can I can always go. Yeah, I think those we are can the, try them. I would say it's us, but like your video is still very clear. Yeah, your video is clear. It's just you were like that. So I think yes, let's try the other ones. If you don't mind, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. This, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to beat me up from afar. Me. Oh. Almost like it's happened before. <laughs> and it's a cord, but whatever. Oh, is that, that better? That sounds great, right? Though. That's yeah, great. BT, you can just, I would ask her the same question. Yeah, I'm going to ask you the same question again. Go. We'll you pick up that. Okay. Yeah, so Perfect. tell me about, you're the founder of Power Trip Industries. Tell me about that. Oh, so, so most of my life here in Austin has been very motorcycly. And I rode motorcycles before I got here. But, but here is where I really, really learned how to ride, so to speak. Like, what, became... What? Where'd that passion come from? Like, when, when, did you, when, did you, when did you get your passion for motorcycles? Was it on the farm? Little kid. Uh, dad put me out. Dad had a 69 CB350 that he <sighs> brought back to the U.S. from Japan because, again, he worked at a power plant in yeah. Japan. And, yeah. Um, undercover. Yeah, undercover. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, it started there. Like, I've looked for that bike. I really want that bike. But um, that's where it started. And then um, I met a guy in Minnesota and we had a thing, this whole, we'll call it the, fir the first marriage. And that's where the kids came from. And then I ran away from home. We'll call and it the first marriage. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like training wheels, you know? <laughs> I mean, my we'll best- the first marriage. It's like, it's a marriage. Uh, we, you know, uh, people who have met both of us separately are very shocked that we were ever together, that someone made it out alive. No, um, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? And we were volatile together. I mean, it's, and I can't say it was him or me, or it was a little bit of both. And, uh, it because you were young, uh, mm, is that, is that just, why? I was going to fix it. Like, you know, yes. how, how women, sometimes we view relationships as a, the fixer upper, like we're going to, He's not, he's not my person, but I'm going to make him my person. You we're know, like a, that we're like a mobile HGTV is basically what we are. Right? Pretty, pretty much. Right? They look at me as a fixer upper. Like I can fix you. BT. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. There's no fix in that. Um, and, and I realized it and, uh, kind of ran away from home and, uh, you know, it kind of turned into a circle of so what you're saying is there's a chance. No <laughs> chance. There's no chance. Um, so, so we get on the other side of that and, uh, and I meet this delightful human being that I have now been with for more than a hot minute. And he is my person and I haven't had to fix it. Right. Oh, so, so, but in the process, 
motorcycles were kind of the cornerstone of everything. It's how, it's how I met people in a new area, right? How do you meet people? Well, you pull on the lid and show up and they're like, hi, I like bikes. And the other person is like, oh, me too. I like bikes. And now you're friends because you're part of this weird family, sometimes dysfunctional, sometimes fully functional with <laughs> motorcycles. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that kind of started it all. And, uh, 2007, we got married at a track. Um, which track? Which track? Motorsport Ranch in Crescent, Texas. It's just south of Fort Worth in little, the little hamlet of Crescent. Um, and it's now become quite the, the uh, they have a water park and ex- more track and it's, but it's a private club track. And, nice. um, that, and that's my kind of yeah. woman, get married at a race. You hear that Wyatt? There, yep. There's hope for me, Wyatt, there's hope for me. Maybe, I mean, yeah, there's that chance. Yeah, I don't think a fixer-upper woman is looking for me at all. I mean, if they are, good luck. Yeah, I'm I'm that old house that like it's listed at 17, but you know it's gonna need at least 35, fifty thousand dollars worth of work done to it. But you know, go ahead. But it um it surprised us a little bit. It snowed that day, um so it was April 7th in 2007, and it snowed. It snowed. Big big flakes. Like they shut down 35 behind us as we were headed out of there. And uh, needless to say, we didn't ride on the track that day. We got married between Ferraris in a garage. <laughs> awesome. Now, how um, did you not take that as a, as a, as a sign? Like, uh-oh. Like if it, ran, if it snows on your wedding day in, in, in Texas, do you take it like, uh-oh, this is a bad omen? So, so rain is supposed to be lucky. So we took it as that snow is exceptionally lucky. Like lean in on that. Like, like, oh, this is going to be, we're going to have a lot of things thrown at us that we may not plan for like this. And we're just going to have to figure it out. And part of it, we, we joked that, so we were, the original plan was we were going to get married in our leathers because we rode motorcycles on track at the time. And, um, right. (laughs) And, um, instead I found this wonderful red dress and, um, oh, he did propose with a Ducati 998, by the way. Oh, so, that. So, how could you say no? How could you say no? Right. You know, so, so going with the theme of the red, I had this yeah. red dress and then, I mean, red spurt, my lucky color. So, um, so the garage, our struggle was it was snowing outside. Yeah. And we had the dress in someone's car. So I needed to get the dress in the house and, and he was so easygoing, he wouldn't leave. So, so, so my friend said, she goes, both of you are way too calm for this like ruined wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he will do anything for you. So if you could just snap a little bit and then I'll hustle him out. So we, I walked up and I said, hey, someone's got to go tell the track that we're not going to ride on the track. And he, no shit, he just leans back and looks out the window and he leans in and he goes, I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> like, I mean, it's big flakes coming down. Like it's staying. There's, and, and I, in that moment just went click and, and my friends swooped in and they ran off to the headquarters, you know, the office to let them know. And the people in the office were like, yeah, no kidding. You're not riding. Like it yeah. was the his same reaction. But in the meantime, we got the dress inside and, um, 
my daughters who uh, were pretty young at that point, um, they both gave me away. Um, oh, that's I, great. But the garage door goes up and there's me in a red dress. And, and he, the pictures of him, he's in his black and white Alpine Stars leathers with a white bow tie. Oh, that is awesome. And, and it went, hey. And I picked the skirt up a bit to show my race boots are on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> you had a red dress with race boots? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Why so, can't I find women like this? So, yeah. And it was and it just happened. Right. I mean, it's it's where you have to look at things and stressors in your life and understand you really have a choice. You have a choice of what path you're going to take. You can sit and spin all you want. The weather. I got nothing to do with the weather. Like if I could change the weather, yeah. whew, whew, right. you know, I mean, the things I could do. I can't. So we're going to make the best of this situation and I'm going to have a good time anyway. Right. I mean, that's, oh my, that's, that's why I wanted you on here yeah. because it, this is, this is the person I'm, I was, I listened talk during that week, then that night. And I was like, my God, this woman is awesome. Oh. I mean, and I, and Thanks. even on your, on your Instagram profile, you mentioned feminine, and I wanted to talk to you about that there, but you know, it wasn't the right place. You know, so how did you, and what's your definition of a feminist, and 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 why do you think people have, some people have such a negative, like when you first mentioned, like have like a negative kind of like reaction to it. Uh, well, that's a whole. I'll address that in a minute. What it means to me, especially being someone who owns businesses, who is responsible for humans it's my goal to fill the room with women, like fill the room as maybe at one time it was especially in power sports. Like it was my goal that one day people are going to walk in a room of, of motorcycle riders just specifically, and then go, Hey, when did, when did all the ladies get here? Like what? Like it's all of a sudden just women. Right. Yeah. Cause no one walks in and goes, Hey, why is it all dudes? A whole lot of dicks in the room, like literal and figurative, <laughs> right? So, so it's just the goal. Like, <laughs> I love your laugh. I love it so much. I love but it. It's, no, but that's it's great. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the really funny part was my first business in motorsports was a track day company. Okay. Um, I liked doing track days. I liked yeah. going to them. Uh, I helped. Uh, organization with kind of their, you know, check-in and logistics and whatever. Right. And when we, there were a few of us that kind of went to the owner and said, Hey, we think things have gotten dangerous. We could do it better. We could do it this way, change the rules update. And he pushed back and said, it's my company. Love it. Do it my way or get out. And we all went, okay. And then we left. Um, nice. And, really? Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. You just I mean, literally walked away that day. Yeah. And it, the fun part was from my wedding getting canceled because it snowed, right. I had a credit at the track. So what I did was I had a track day where I invited all my friends that didn't get to ride that day. Uh-huh. So they got to just attend and I opened it up to the public to pay for spots and I think we had maybe 20 customers that day. And everybody else was just my friends that were yeah. just going to play. Right. And 
And it was such an experience to have a track to ourselves yeah. that it, it, I wanted to just keep doing that. Right. Yeah. So, um, cause there's really, there are two parts of a track day that are just joyful for me. Number one, watching people go out and just get giddy about it. Yes. And, and the other is that person that's never been there before. And they're like that baby bird where, yeah. where they go out and they're kind of holding their breath in every corner. And it's like, they stub their toe and they're panicking a little bit, you know, they go really, really fast. And then they go, Oh my God. Ah! And it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yes, that's and, me. That's me. And then somewhere during the day, something clicks. And it's whether to put your elbow or where you learn how to breathe or that you don't panic when someone stuffs you on the inside. Something changes in that day or should. Yes. And you watch that joy of, oh my God, I'm coming back every time. Like, you can't, how much do I have to pay you every time? I'm coming back every time. Right. Like, yes. So I, it's where you have to warn people. Hey, I'll, I'll give you a track day for free, but I'm going to warn you, it's about to get expensive and you're going to love it. Like yes. you're going to sell your children so you can get tired. <laughs> it's right? the good crack. It's the good crack. It's, it's that stuff that, um, that I wanted to keep doing. So um, having a motorcycle track day company was where it all started. Okay. And um, in that time, I helped out with a few events, one being Femoto, which back in 2008, uh, I was one of their control riders. Femoto was like a carnival for women. It was all the demo bikes at a track in Vegas. Um, and I was one of the lifeguards in the pool, right? So we're control riders. We're just making sure you don't pass us, but it's all demos yeah. all day. Yeah. And um, it was a lot. And I met the good folks from BMW at the time. And they asked if I would come be part of their demo team. And uh, whew, right? I mean... So it kind of goes through the Austin, our little pocket of people that I'm now part of the BMW bubble. And um, I had this customer at the track. So we have a big track day again, right? It's yeah. about lunchtime. And this kind of older man, he was on a BMW. Yeah. yeah. And um, I know you're shocked. And uh, <laughs> he walked up in the middle of lunch and very loudly, he says, you know, you're only with BMW because, because you're pretty, you're a pretty woman. Was he being serious? Oh yeah. Very, very loud, very serious. Trying to, and I look up and my husband is across the room going, don't murder the good man. Don't, don't murder your customer. <laughs> He's please, don't, please don't kill him. And I, and I just looked at him and I went, oh, you think I'm pretty? <laughs> I mean, and everyone kind of had a chuckle and everybody goes about their stuff. And I just leaned in and I go, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe it takes an attractive woman to uh, relate to men and women and to make them fall in love with a motorcycle. Maybe, but I promise you I can ride the hell out of that motorcycle. I promise what, you I can. And what'd he say? What'd he and say? he just went, because it's, you just tried to insult me yes. by calling me pretty. Yes. And I, it was kind of that clicking moment of, I can be all these things. Yeah. I can be, and it goes back to uh, a few other conversations I've had. As a woman, I get to have all this power. I can be attractive. I can be grungy. I can be talented. I can be vocal. I can fight for it. 
and I can be talented, all of these things. And none of it falls away because I do or don't have one of those things on at the moment, right? Well, I, I, what I love about this, at least the now period, and I always tell people, unless you, if you don't watch TV, especially the news, it's actually a better time. And <laughs> I love how everything, all, the boundaries are, are disappearing. And even, like, I just did a, a show before here. I, just, I did a potty before here. And I had to apologize to the woman. Luckily, she was a great sport. And I love that, you know, I got checked on it. It was, that it was a kid. He's a motocrosser, up-and-coming motocrosser. This kid's cool. going to be a star, cool. right? Cool. And so I hit him up on direct message. I go, hey, would you, hey uh, listen, talk to your father and say, is it okay if you be on my podcast? And that's what I said. And then the next message was, I'm his mom. Yeah, he could be on the podcast. And I go, you know what? I never thought about that. And I'm like, man, my bad. And I said it to her. I go, hey, listen, I apologize. She goes, no, we laughed it off. But I was glad she said that. I go, you know what? Bad on my part that I didn't think. Why did I not think that it could have been a mom? And, and, and I love that, that she checked me on it. But, you know, I wasn't being a jerk about it. And I didn't mean it in a bad way. But, yeah, sometimes it takes that to go, wow, I, you know, it's a different world out there. And, and I've always known women that ride. And for some reason, and this is going to sound bad, but when a woman's riding her own bike, I don't care who she, it could be Nancy Pelosi, and I'd be like, man, she's hot. I mean, there's something about, when, if Nancy Pelosi pulled up on me, and she was on whatever bike, even if she was on a, well, maybe not a scooter, but if she rode up on a, on a real bike, like, like say a BMW, one of your, I'd be like, oh, is that Nancy P? And she's like, what's up, T? And she would I mean, that's the hottest <laughs> chick I've ever seen in my life. I mean, seriously, yeah, there's something about when a woman rides her own bike. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I like to see couples together on the bike, but when a woman rides their own bike, there is nothing hotter. And I don't care how chauvinistic that sounds, but there's nothing hotter. I love that. I love an independent woman that does that. I mean, I know you get that because when you get somewhere and you take that helmet off and you're already drop dead gorgeous anyway, but they, guys have to be like, oh, and then you start talking, they have to be like, oh, I'm going to go to Walmart and get me a ring right now and we're going to make it legal. And you go, I already have a husband. Uh, let's be Mormon, have two husbands. I mean, honestly, so you have to get that. You have to get that. Uh, so the funny part is people tell my husband all the time how lucky he is. <laughs> I could see that. And I can see how that would get annoying also. And, and he's, well, they first address it of, oh my God, you're so lucky you have a woman that, that's in, in power sports. And he, he laughs and we both agree with this. The, there's a problem, problem with that. And it's a budgetary issue. Um, neither one of us say no to it. Like, Hey, look what followed me home. And neither one of us are like, Oh, that's a terrible idea. We shouldn't buy that other motorcycle. Like, this is how you get them to just right. So <sighs> we can't get into other hobbies because we know, I mean, I had a hobby of track days and I started a company around it. <laughs> like, this is how we do hobbies. And everybody's like, oh, all in. And I'm like, all in. Are there any like, other hobbies, like, though? Are there any other hobbies? I mean, it's I motorcycles. Mean, is there anything else to be in? I, I don't know. Is there? I mean, is, I've, I've heard there are other hobbies. <laughs> like, I, I've heard of skateboarding. I heard that's, uh, heard that's a, a big thing with the kids. But, I mean, I mean after motorcycles, is there anything else? Is there? We're in the, we're in the vehicle, old vehicles, too. So, like, we, we've... I had a... 62 Rambler American that I, that was a little convertible and it kind of went, the charm of that car was like, instead of this, like, kind of, you know, yeah. Barracuda or whatever. No, no, no. It kind of went, 
<laughs> like, like, like you didn't want to go over 35 miles an hour because it had drums on all four. So you had one good stop. Like that's, that's what you've got. Like, so, you know, it was the days where we didn't have a stop sign every 30 feet like we do now. Yeah. yeah yes. You, yes. You Those literally are... rambled. Like that's what that car was designed to do. Cool. Um, we and grew up I, in about the same time, like in about the 70s and 80s, when there was, it was just a different time. Yeah. I, people, I think the most underrated decade was the 70s. I mean, you're right. I think from about 72, 73. Matter of fact, I say movies from 72 till about 78 were the best they ever were. And I, I, mean, I mean, Jaws came out in 77. Uh, the Taking Star of Pelham, Wars. 1, 2, 3, 4. That was one of the best movies ever. It was just a different time in the 70s. I mean, it was... I think women were the most beautiful because it was a natural beauty. It was a different time. And it said it was a natural beauty. And that's what was great about it. It was like a carefree kind of like, I think to me, what defines the 70s is Ventura Highway. <laughs> uh, that song to me defines the 70s by America, you know, Ventura yeah. Highway. And I could just see you riding a motorcycle, like maybe a chopper with wind going through your hair, literally. And maybe having that, that American flag, like, you know, that, that with, with the open face helmet. I mean, that to me that, is the 70s. And that, that, you just brought up a, whoo, there's a memory there. Um, yeah. One of my first photo shoots that I ever did with yes. motorcycles, it was yeah. with Victory. So I think it was 2012 for their product catalog. Yeah. And um, there was another woman that had been chosen for the photo shoot. And it was done out in this, out in the middle of hill country. And uh, this woman, and I've learned from this, when someone calls you and says, hey, can you do a photo shoot on X day? You just say yes. That's what models do. Models are like, oh yeah, I, I'm available. It's fine. Can I, can I jump out of airplanes? Oh, totally. Totally I can. Yeah, tons of times. So that's what she did. And she arrived and went, and it's a fleet of zero milers because it's all the new bikes for the next year that no one's seen. And she shows up and looks at them and goes, well, this is going to be neat. I've never done this before. And they thought she meant photo shoot and she meant ride a motorcycle. <laughs> oh my God. Was that scary? I mean, it had to be well, funny and scary at the I same mean, time. To them, that wasn't going to happen. Like, you're not going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're not with a brand new moment <laughs> no you just and and if you knew anything about the victories they were not small motorcycles so to like you yeah. just on holding it upright it will, yes. god bless her i love the attitude i love the power of that right yes. the commitment of well fuck it what's the worst that can happen <laughs> like <laughs> i mean Full That's send. It's fine. Ignorance is bliss. Like, okay, <sighs> let's try it. And they're going, no, I mean, you won't try it. I mean, this ain't a bicycle. This ain't a treehouse. You know, I mean, these are these are high did, performance motorcycles. Right? So, so that, but just the fact that she was like, oh yeah. And so I get a panic phone call that was, hey, I know you're close. Can you make it out here? It's like a four hour drive at the time. Is Can you make it out here right tomorrow morning? And I'm like, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I know how to ride, so let's yeah. do it. And um, and I get there, and there is this delightful gentleman that is one of the other persons there as a not only a model but someone riding. And he looks at me, and he's handing everybody. He's networking with everyone, yeah. and he's a little annoying, but I I love it. Again, it's the attitude. And he looks at me, and he goes, "Are you are you talent?" And I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So I say, uh, I'm, 
I'm riding a motorcycle today. And he goes, but you're, but you're beautiful. <laughs> uh -huh. Hi, very confused. I'm going to go. <laughs> but it was, I mean, but it was that whole, like, how do you, how, how many women now do you know that uh, would just fly in on the, oh, oh sure. I'll, I can ride a motorcycle. It's fine. Yeah, sure. I can never ever did more than drive a car. Right. And it's, I, I, I wish I would have met her because I wanted to like get her into a class and then be like, Oh yeah, you can be a badass too. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come over here. I already think you're a badass. I mean, to have right. that kind of lean in. Right. Yes. And uh, I mean, I wish at the time I had that kind of confidence because I, I, I'd like to think I did. I don't think I did. Yeah. I think I you did. I, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm, but I mean, the, you have a great attitude about that. But has it ever just kind of rubbed you really, really? Dead? I mean, yeah, it's like a how you kind of laugh it off, but, but has there ever been a time where you just go, mm, where you couldn't bring the funny out and kind of like just stuff it to the side where you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to take a little walk around. I'm going to go into my, med my meditation, yoga, breathing, because I'm about to strangle this guy. You mean about being insulted because I'm pretty? In that? That, and, <laughs> and they don't think you can ride a motorcycle or do, oh. you, know, you know, I mean, has it ever, has it ever happened to you? Because I, I mean, don't I, like I said, I apologize for all the times I, like I said, the one I did, like, uh, yeah, is uh, tell his dad, he goes, no, I'm the mom. And, and, and I'm like, okay, my bad on that one. So, you know, I put my foot in my mouth and I always own up to my mistakes. So has there been a time, though, where somebody's kind of pissed you off where you couldn't get the funny out as a retort and you had to kind of turn around and walk away like, mm-hmm? I, I, I think my defense mechanism is, is to chide with a bit of humor first always humor and, always and some of them are some of them are stingers right, right. and if it's a stinger i will walk a bit more brisk because it means it's that whole it's kind of that safety mechanism of the sparks going up right and they don't always realize that like okay my first motorcycle show um i'm walking in my 998 cuz it's mine now and uh, I'm, I'm walking with the bike and it's going to go in a display somewhere. I can't remember why, but, you know, I'm walking in and it's a shiny floor and I just don't want to drop it. And this, this old man, it's always an old, why is it always an old <laughs> dude? But this guy walks over and he's, we're having a bit of a conversation as I'm walking and um, he couldn't keep up or whatever. And so we, I stop and we're having, a, and he looks at me and he goes, wait, you have a wedding ring. And I went, uh-huh. And he goes, you, you have a husband. And I went, yes. And he goes, he lets you ride motorcycles. Oh my God. Are you serious? And I went, I just, I went, <laughs> you know, I mean, it comes up. Right. And I said, yep. He lets me vote too. And I <laughs> the bars and I just away we go. Right. Cause I'm not, I mean, I've been wearing shoes in the kitchen for years. <laughs> like it's like, let's Trust me, I know. I know. I mean, honestly, I know, I know, I know, but, but you know what? And we, and I've saw the other podcast you did with the woman and you talked about, you know, experiences like this, but on the positive side, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you ride in South Africa? Did. I did. Uh, so I went with, there were just under 20 of us. I think it was 15 to 17 women. 
Um, in 2017, we went down to Johannesburg and we met with Joe Rust, um, who at the time, so Joe's story is amazing um, on its own right. She's a giant and um, she, I know she's moved out of power sports and she's moving toward being a life coach and for mental health because right. God knows we need it, right? But yes. um, at the, she is the first woman to circumnavigate the continent of Africa on her own by herself. Wow. No film crew, no support crew. Uh, I, ooh, I don't know the exact timeline. I do know um, her first attempt at it was on a bicycle. Wow. Wow. And it, it kind of goes into the whole, we don't know what we don't know, right? Yes. Um, Isn't that the greatest in a way? She was into uh, just riding bicycles and had the full kit right? The camping kit and all of that and got up to a point. And uh, I think just before, Ni it wasn't in Nigeria. I think it was just before Nigeria, her whole kit got stolen. Thankfully she got out. She wasn't harmed or, um, right. but the, but the government got involved and they gave yeah. her, gave her money and sent her back home. And she went, maybe I should do this on a motorcycle. <laughs> wow. Never rode a motorcycle before, um, but did her homework, uh, got in a class got on a, a motorcycle and went over. <laughs> I think I, I, I love hearing stories like that. That I mean, that's, that's beautiful. And that's, I mean, and that's why when I follow you, what you do is like, even the one you posted, I don't know how long ago it was, but I think you and your friend were just riding. And unless you know it, there's nothing better than just being on that bike and I, just ride. Right. And I, I, it's ironic that you work for BMW, you know, and I, for my 50th, I rented a bike, it was a BMW, and I rode, I rented it in Milan, Italy, and I rode up to the Stelvio Pass yes. by myself. And I think that was probably one of the, that's one of the, the rides that will always stand out for me, because I was by myself. That's how I like to travel by myself. And you see the yeah. world, you stop when you want to stop, you got nobody, you know, right. and I just remember, it was just, it, you got to know to know, and I think you know, but just to yeah. experience the world on a motorcycle is the greatest, and I'm gonna ask you, what is your dream ride to where you want to go? Like to where, like if you had to, like where do you want to go that you haven't been? That 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 just turns your heart. That passion. I think. I think. Um, well, first of all, I kind of want to touch all the places. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. even if they're sketchy, and I especially don't like being told by somebody, "Well, you don't want to go there for dot dot reason, whatever." <laughs> no, I I want to well, go touch. I mean, maybe, nah, you know, nah, I think sometimes they say that don't, don't do that. I mean, there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, if they told me in Alabama, <laughs> Hey, don't go to that country bar with that white girl. I go, you know, okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? You kind of got to listen to people on some things. <laughs> I mean, there are a few places that are farther down my list than others. Right. But, yes. but I wouldn't mind being able to say, Oh, I've touched all the corners. Like I went so to what, the places, but I, so but I, doing, yeah, doing? yeah, yeah. But I think pretty high on my list is, um, Iceland and yes. and Eastern Europe. So I want to go through Iceland on, on an adventure bike. I want to get dirt. I want to get dirty right, right on an adventure bike. Because I mean, my dream is the the Dakar rally. I, I mean, honestly, the Dakar, it makes me go, oh. like the first time I saw you in, in Austin, you were talking, I was like, yes, I want the Dakar. The Dakar makes me, it gives me that feeling. And so, yeah, but I want to go to Iceland is where I want to, I want to ride in Iceland. Eastern Europe kind of scares me 
I think it'd be good, but I, I it's a weird thing. But I remember watching a World Superbike race, and it was in Eastern Europe, and there was a Confederate flag there. And I go, you know what? I'm not going to Eastern Europe for some reason. You know, it was in the Czech Republic, and I thought, do they know? Do they know? (laughs) Oh, trust me, they know. (laughs) Oh, trust me, they know. So I was like, you know what? Nah. So Eastern Europe kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I'd ride there, but I'd ride there like you know, like in the daytime with maybe some other people, and then I'd you know, and I'd stay like at a Holiday Inn. You know what I mean? On the second floor, so I I, overlooking the the lobby. I mean, you know what I mean? So just (laughs) I want to see them coming for me. So yeah. So not in a tent. You're not gonna. Well, I. I consider myself the black Jason Bourne. I think I'd be okay, but still, I, 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 that Eastern Europe kind of scares me. You know what I mean? A little bit. I mean, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I, there are parts of the planet that I'm wary to go like unless I cover my hair. Yeah. For, for, well, so, but for different reasons. So, so in some cultures, um, hair that has no color is magic. And I once had a woman grab a handful or a bit of, and just <laughs> went and ran for it. And where was this at? Where's this at? Where's so this at? That was in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa's airport, which was stressful for me for many reasons. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, it's a beautiful airport. If you, and this was, uh, I think on the way home from South Africa, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was a, this, tour of the of the world that I took on yes. airplanes and um just traveling with points you know and um <laughs> yes, yes I a few th- I learned a few things one keep a hard copy of any card that you might have so I was in Star Alliance so I should have been able to get into the United Club there and I really just wanted Wi-Fi and water that's all I wanted um but in the but the the airport you you get out of the plane and it's this white tubed um, jetway that uh-huh. with glass and yeah. it has these pictures of the, the vision of the airport. And you're like, Ooh, it's fancy. It's very Jetsons. And you, you get into the airport and it's Nothing no, happens. it's a raw cement floor <laughs> that they pulled all the carpet up in 84 and they never put it back. Right. <laughs> it's, and, it's like a and, bad Tinder date. It's like, you don't look like this. That's what it's like. Right. It's And like all the chairs are from the eighties where they're those fiberglass, Oh, yes, 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 yes. In the middle of the airport is a kind of lean-to shack that that never got built, but they're working out of it. And on the end is a a restroom that's been wheeled in, (laughs) and that's the restroom. So you're like, so so someone got a budget 40 years ago, and, and they probably took the money. And no one ever, and they're like, it's fine. It, it's fine. It's yeah. totally, it's fine. The air, airplanes come and go. So I went to the club and my phone had no signal, of course. Right. And I try to open to show them I'm a gold member and it's a gold background and she can't scan it or see it or whatever. And she says to me, you should fly more. <laughs> and the guy behind me, who is this wonderful British individual that, you know, he, he goes, madam, she is an American in Addis Ababa. I think she flies a lot. <laughs> like <it> was, <laughs> maybe denied. Oh, right. but, hey, but you know what? It's still travel. And travel is, it is, is travel. It, 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 you grow so much as a person when you travel. 
So you want to travel again? Trauma (laughs) (laughs) shapes you. So what's on your bucket list of, of kind of, tra- I mean, of kind of writing? Because we talk, you talked about going to Iceland and other places, but is it like, and I saw the other podcast, I'm cheating a little bit, but you want to get dirty, don't you? Don't you only want to ride on the dirt? I do. So uh, this coming April, I am part of a rally. We are going to race, but it's racing for, for our own points. I've already got the t-shirt. Um, okay. It's called the Mezcal Motor Rally. And oh. uh it's over my birthday, which is the 9th of April. And Happy we birthday. are we are gonna go from Austin to Oaxaca. Where's Oaxaca? Is that in Texas? Mexico. Oh, how far is that? How far? How far it's is that? Couple days ride. And oh. each day they give us our challenges for the day and our route and where we're gonna end up. And uh, we can get our ride? points. What kind of bike I'm, you ride? I'm going to take a GS. I'm going to take a BMW GS. Oh my God. Why did you even tell me now? I want to do it now. Yeah. But so we have a wait list for it. So you can go find it. It's on Instagram. It's uh, the Mezcal Moto Rally. We'll talk when we're off of here. But, oh, oh my yeah. God. That that just re- that it turns my soul. So you got to be happy for this. You got to be am. excited for this. I am. I haven't, I haven't done anything uh, recently that... Um, you know, it's high on the list of that shit'll kill you. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So, and we all we all kind of like that stuff. Anytime you, there are two things. Anytime you have to sign a waiver. Yes. Yeah, you know look, it's gonna be. Don't good. there's right. You know you're gonna have a good time. And I encourage anyone to read. First of all, you shouldn't just sign a waiver. You should read it and agree to it. I mean, this is coming from a person who's held the liability for places. Um, but, but specifically, take some joy in reading how they expect to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, are there yes. waterfalls? Are you going to zip line? Yeah. There's spiders. Like, yeah. what's the, what are you going to be on the, what, have, what are known? And why did those things make the list? Yeah. Did someone die before you? <laughs> Do you still get that? Do you still get that adrenaline rush? I mean, yeah. obviously you do, yeah. but do you still get that? Like, you know, like I mean, do you wish? Do you wish though? Back in the day, you would have been like, and you think you could have been an X Games athlete? You think maybe? I don't. I I don't know. Um. Do you look back and go, I wish I would have raced, or I wished I would have done this? Because I honestly, every day, there's not a day goes by I go, man, I really wish I would have road raced or did motocross back in the day. I mean. There are a lot of there are a lot of wish list things that yes. it's like that that whole like oh I wish I wouldn't have said no to that thing or yeah. I wish I didn't say yes to that thing yeah. um, <laughs> I mean there's a there's a bunch of that but what I do know is I don't I don't know that I have any real regrets because dude like I said before my life is freaking charmed right now not it, it, you do live and, a great life I mean and that, the that- that Land Rover we got into when you rode us, it drove us to our car, which was less than 200 feet away. But I was like, I'm not going to tell her. I'm just going to let her do a U-turn and take us to our car. It's fine. it's fine. I mean, you do live a, I mean, on the outside looking at it, it's a beautiful life. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, the minute I stop having a good time with it is, that's kind of, that's kind of how I make a lot of my decisions right now is, um, well, my, my husband, Evan, and I uh, started making grand decisions uh, by flipping coins. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds terrible. Like everybody's like, Oh my God, they put all the weight on 50, 50. Well, no. So if you're struggling with a decision, right. Yeah. yeah. 
you just, everybody sit down, you flip the coin. And when you first look at it and you go, shit, two out of three, come on. (laughs) You know (laughs) where you want to go with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a clarifier, right? I don't, we, once upon a time, we'd do all the lists, the pros and the cons of, are we going to travel here or there or whatever? And, and it, it's kind of come down to the really try to listen to the universe. And if, if it becomes kind of a square peg in a round hole, maybe the universe is trying to tell you something, right? My, honestly, I, I couldn't believe I, that is me to a T and the fact you have somebody that, that you live like that with, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm no disrespect to him, and I'm joking. But <laughs> damn it, that Evan. Damn it, that Evan. I mean, and I think that's beautiful. You're a force, a good force of nature. I mean, you're you're one of those people who can move things and make things happen in a way that is. I mean, it, it's elegant the way you move. You move with a grace, of a grace and a fourth. No, thank you. It's people like you that get things done in this world in a way that should get done. I mean, like I said, you have a way of inspiring people. That's why I wanted you on here from the first time I met you. I was like, I got to talk to this woman at length. You want to hear your stories, and you want, and you've yeah. been through the part where you've been disrespected, but you took it at and you made humor out of it. And let those instead of making those people feel like this big, you yeah. made them laugh and go, "Man, okay, my bad." In a way, and everybody came out the better for it. Hopefully, they came out better right. people. And you, it's your attitude toward life, and I think that is what I wanted to know about you, and I still want to know more. But our time is coming <laughs> to an end. I mean, no, it's like I just I could hear you. I can listen to your stories for days. I really could. I have more. The way you are. So anytime you're ready. I mean, don't say that. We'll do a part two and a part three and a part. And Evan's gonna be like, "All right, listen, uh, you know, I'm not really the jealous type, but I want to talk to this guy." You know maybe, I mean? maybe one day I'll tell you about my uh, travels and up with people. Well, up with people? Yeah. You did up with people? Uh huh. See, why don't you tell? We could have led with that. We could have led. I with mean, that. I mean, we'll get there. It's fine. I was I performed in the pregame for Super Bowl twenty five, where Whitney Houston sang. No. Are you? S- I, was, I was on the field behind the Giants. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I, I, <laughs> so, I'm just done. I mean, I'm gonna write a book. I, well, I haven't climbed Kilimanjaro yet. Yet is a pro. Yet, yeah, I can see you doing that. I, I mean, the world cannot stop you. It really can't because I can see you accomplishing anything in life, young lady. Oh, I can oh. see you going and the first woman president. Dun 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 dun. dun. El presidente. Gotta, gotta, more <laughs> Got a couple people ahead of me in that line, I think. No, see no. I could see you doing that. And then, and honestly, it'd be motorcycles. The whole world. The motorcycles. Work. Yeah, you ride motorcycles, you get a tax cut. How, how great would that be? Get a tax break. <laughs> I could see you doing oh. it. If you ever wanted to go in that field, you will not be stopped. I, it, I mean, I wish we weren't divided by parties because it doesn't matter. You would do what's best for people. And I could well, see that. It, I and mean, I, I mean... I know, I know. We people don't like talking about politics. Sometimes myself. We're not going to talk about politics. I'm just saying. I think I think you're right. I think uh, I think the, by and large, the majority of people are people, and uh, we are. We, we, we have basic needs: yeah. love, protection, 
I mean, that's what right? you mm-hmm. want to you want to have somebody you love. You want to protect them, right? right? And you want your best for your kids, and that, right. then that's where it gets kind of you know with this with this new CRT, which I think is funny. But anyway, that, that's a whole different that's a whole different uh, that's a whole different conversation. Oh right. my God, I could talk right. all day on that one, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. But yeah. listen, our time's coming to an end. Cool. I, I, I hate that because, my God, I just, I adore you. I adore the stories. You're changing the motorcycle industry, it, it, and it's, it's a greatness to how you're changing it. I mean, honestly, it's like, it's like you said, you know, oh, you take your helmet off, like, oh, you ride motorcycles, you're so pretty. It's, it, that's changing. It's all changing now. You can, you've proven that you can be a beautiful woman. You can be feminine at the same time, yeah. ride a motorcycle, and ride a motorcycle yeah. well. So, yeah. yeah. Maura, I mean, this has been my pleasure. Thank you. I mean, it, it, no, thank you. I mean, is there anything else you want to say to the people out there who follow you on Instagram? Follow her at Maura Zen, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. In everything in life, this woman does. She does it with a grace. So anything you want to tell these people? Anything. I just, I'm happy to have everyone along for the ride. That's, and, that's it. And I'm, I'm happy to follow your ride. And I mean, in front of bottom of my heart. And one day we will ride together. I mean, yes. I, I'm yeah. trying to get my friend Christy. You know, Christy, the one I was with. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe next Coda. I want, I want us to ride down there together on our bikes. That's what, that's what I want to do. You know? I got, I got room in the garage to put them up. <sighs> I, that's I mean, what I want to do. Come on down. Yeah. I, 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 I just might do that. And I just might take you up on your offer. I okay. mean that. Maura Zen, thank you so much for your time. I mean that. Thank you. No, no, don't, please don't. don't <laughs> you're, you have no idea how much of a dork I am. I would, I'd, I'll direct message you. Did you really mean that kiss? <laughs> you have no idea how much of a dork I really am. Only my 20 year old producer goes, okay, that was kind of, okay, that was. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's the only one that knows how much of a dork I really am. So I'm going to cut it out here before I get canceled. So, <laughs> so. Maura, thank you so much. And I mean it yeah. from the bottom of my heart. You are a treasure in life. If you get a chance, follow Maura Zen. She is uh, just a force to be reckoned with, and not only in the motorcycle industry, but in life. So thank Thanks. you so much for that. Thank you for watching Tales from a Gemini, everybody. I appreciate you. If you have any questions, hit me up on direct message or just, you know, hit me up. I'll, you know me, I'll answer your question. Thank you so much for your time. And like I say about this time, you know the word. Peace.